Um, cool. So, hey guys, um, small intro from my side. Um, I started my lightning journey building out Thunderhub, um, the lightning node management software specifically focused towards connecting with L&D. Um, the idea for this project was to get to know the API as a whole and see all the different endpoints, all the ways that you can interact with your node coming from a, a web application. Um, and this sort of evolved into um, currently the, the, the startup that I co-founded that is Amboss, in which we are uh, building out different uh, infrastructure tools for you to better interact with the Lightning Network to see your node on the graph, to see how it's interacting with others. Um, my background is in mechanical engineering. It never actually worked as a mechanical engineer. As soon as I graduated, went straight into development, specifically web development, and eventually started down the path of lightning development. And yeah, that was some some over like two three years ago. So it's been it's been quite a ride. And now. I want to give you guys a talk about reimagining Lightning UX on the web. So how does Lightning, uh, one sec, Hiles. does this change? Okay. So how does Lightning improve UX on the web? Um, and for this, we all know that Lightning um, or, or Bitcoin is permissionless, borderless, programmatic money, right? And this makes it perfectly built to be the internet's native currency. So from, from the creation of Lightning, we've seen a lot of services pop up, a lot of uh, different applications pop up that have been growing in size uh, for the past years. Uh, we have, for example, a lot of value for value applications. We have Breeze, uh, which was, I, I believe, the first ones that came up with the idea of podcasting 2.0. In, in which you can receive a content and as you receive it, you're sort of streaming sats as well. Uh, so it's it's very much for, for the value that you receive, you're instantly giving value back. And this is allowed uh, thanks to these capabilities of lightning of being able to send fractions in, of, of a penny even uh, instantly across the world without asking permission from anybody. We have some other apps, for example, Fountain is another podcasting app. Um, and we also have, for example, for, for writing articles or a, a Reddit styled board that is Hacker News, for example, where you can post, ask questions, um, tell a story and get feedback from it, either in, in terms of people uh, like boosting, giving you some sats because of the good content or even to be able to read the content, you can have like um, a small fee that needs to be paid for it to be accessible, right? We have some other tools, for example, Ellen Markets. Uh, Ellen Markets is very well integrated into Lightning. It allows you to deposit, withdraw very fast using the Lightning Network. And what this allows you is, for example, to not have to store uh, your funds on the platform. It, re it reduces your counterparty risk. If you wanna open, uh, a, a small position, even for a few cents, you can do it very quickly without having to have a, let's say like a, a higher value stored on LA markets. 
So Elite Markets is another a very cool platform. And then of course we have BTC Pay, which I am sure a lot of you guys know about. That is a, like a payment processor where sellers can open up a, their own BTC Pay instance and start receiving a Bitcoin either on chain or on Lightning for products, services, a, whatever they, they want to sell a, online, right? So um, all of these different apps uh, were possible because of Lightning. So this was already a huge improvement in UX. It gives you like that uh, like instant feedback. Uh, like, um, you, you receive something and you're able to pay it back instantly without having to first have like a, a centralized entity that is telling you, okay, at the end of the month, we'll pay you out for the value that your uh, consumers gave to you. Uh, but you get it second by second, which is already huge, huge improvement over previous experiences. So one specific part that I would want to focus on is the online identity. Um, so how, how does an online identity work right now? You go to a website uh, where you want to either buy a product from them or use a service or, or receive some value from them, right? You give them an email and a password and they open up an account for you. This happens with the next website. You give them an email and a password and you open an account with them. And this basically happens with every single website that you go to. Problem is that a lot of people use the same, the same email, right? So let's say, for example, in this case, we're using Gmail. We use Gmail to open up all of these accounts um, and it, it stays connected to that, to that email that we're using, right? So. In this situation, sort of Gmail is like the owner of your account because even if like if you think about it, even the password, if you if you ask for like a password reset, you're getting an email to that same account asking you like click this link to be able to reset your password, right? So Gmail sort of turns into the owner um, of all of these accounts that you have spread out across the web, and it's it's not only about them. A, about them having this account, but they know all of the accounts that you have. So they can create some a relationship between them. Like, oh, you have you have an account on Amazon and on Netflix. So they, they can like a push different types of advertising and um, get you to maybe influence your opinions or your thoughts on, on how to interact with the web, right? So they have this overall view of all of the services that you are using um, and and basically what you do when you're online, right? So how does Lightning fit into this? And if we, if we look at, at Lightning, what is the Lightning Network? There is currently over 16,000 nodes in, and each of these nodes is, has a unique public key. And that public key is also coming from a unique seed. So every single one of these nodes that is interacting on the Lightning Network has a unique identifier that singles them out from everybody else. Right. This would be like the lightning identity that everybody has when they are interacting on the lightning network. So how can we take this lightning identity to be an online identity? How do we form this connection between the two of them? Is it even possible? Right. So first example would be LNURL auth. It's very simple uh, protocol. Uh, I, I put the link uh, where the specifications are at the bottom of this slide. Um, but it all starts off with, with the seed. And the seed would be a, what is used to derive your public key, right? So it's, it's behind that unique identifier that everybody can see. 
So from this seed, uh, you go to a website. So let's say you go to LN Markets, right? LN Markets generates a random string that you then combine a, with this seed to come up with a specific identifier that is just tied to the LN Markets website, right? So this, this uh, ID that you created is that account for that website. And the cool thing is that every single website that you go to can give you a string, you combine it with your seed, and now you have an account on that website as well. So the, the very nice part is that this is all based on the seed that you have. So you are in complete control over the accounts that you have on all of these services. As long as you have your seed, you have all of these accounts, right? And another a huge benefit of this is that every single one of these websites is independent from each other. So the, the ID that you generate for each of them is completely separate and has no relationship with the other websites that you're using, meaning that there, there can't, you can't find a link between all of the websites that you're using. You're sort of a new account uh, on each single one um, of these platforms or of these services that you're using. So huge advantage here. Now, there are already some products in, or some websites that use this LN URL auth. For example, Coinos is a, a web wallet. Um, you can create an account. It, it's almost like an anonymous account because it's just using this ID that is generated uh, based on your seed. Um, and you can create an account there, send, receive Bitcoin. Uh, I think they have even liquid functionality, uh, Bitcoin, Lightning, Liquid. Then there's Ellen Markets, uh, which I mentioned at the very beginning, that is in, like a futures trading platform uh, that is very tightly integrated with Lightning. And they have a lot of Ellen URL uh, functionality, not only auth, but some other, um, another part of the protocols like withdrawing and depositing, which makes it very easy um, to also put funds or, or remove them from the platform. And one of these is of course, Ellen URL auth, where you can, uh, using your seed, using your public key, uh, you generate a new account uh, on LN Markets, not tied to any email, not tied to any um, uh, identifying information, right? And uh, LNShort.it, that is like a, a redirection website. It's another one that you can create an account using LN URL auth, right? Um, so LN URL auth, very cool. You can create accounts on different websites. Uh, using unique identifiers for each of them. Um, but it's for the, for the website, it's sort of an anonymous account, right? So they don't know who is the person that is accessing a, or using their services. So there is another way to identify yourself using a, your note. And that is where signatures come into play. So signatures is based on the same idea that it's all coming from your seed that is um, what gives you a public key on the Lightning Network, right? The difference here is that you grab this seed, you have a random string from a website, and you create a signature between uh, these two. So using your seed, you sign this random string that is coming from a website, and you get end result like a signature, right? So this signing uh, method, this is already included in Lightning implementation. So it's not that you have to create the algorithm or the method to like use the seed to sign. It's in, in, in the main lightning implementations, it's already a method that you just put, what's the string you wanna sign and behind the scenes, it will grab 
your key, uh, create the signature and give it back to you, right? So what is very cool about this is that this signature includes your public key. So when a service or a platform receives this public key, they can see, okay, who, who gave me this? It was this public key and here's the signature to confirm it, right? And which gives the platform, it can attach who is using their service to this public key. So one example would be if you guys have ever logged into Amboss, it will ask you just for a signature. So it gives you a message, tells you, can you please sign this message with your node and put the signature in here. And what is happening behind the scenes is that we grab that signature and we get the public key from it. And that is how you're able to log in and have like it, your profile already created with you, with your, your public key, which is your node, where are your channels? It, it has everything already set up, right? Without you needing to specifically tell us what, which is your pub key, because it's all in the same string that you're giving to us. So the public key, like the reason why this is interesting is because the public key has a lot of information attached to it, right? It has a lot of uh, public information, for example, a, what's your capacity that is something you can see on amboss as well you go to your node page you can see what's the capacity what age are your channels when was your oldest channel opened when is the youngest channel who are your peers if you've joined different communities if you're part of different groups uh, different telegram groups um, you can see a full historical uh, um, like historical data on your node like how fast have you grown or have you been closing a lot of channels how many closed channels do you have? Or even what are the fees that you are charging on all of these channels, right? This, this is a, all public information. So you can get all of this from the graph. And then there is a, other parts of it, for example, communities that you can get using the Amboss API. So using all of this information, um, you, you sort of create a reputation for that node, right? When, when you go to a node page, you can see, oh, like this node, the, the first, the, the um, oldest channel they have opened was over two years ago, right? That gives you a certain reputation over a node that could maybe have their oldest channel a week ago, right? And this is reputation that is very hard to achieve. So it's, it's not easy to create a node, start opening channels, putting capacity into it. It even has a cost of like opening channels. So if you want to open channels to different people, you're going to have to pay that opening on-chain transaction. So it's not easy. Growing to this reputation, it takes time, it takes money, and it, it's, it's effort that has to be involved, right? So what can this do for you? So for example, scammer protection. Um, like we've all seen the the huge scamming problem that happens on Twitter, on Telegram, uh, on basically any social media where you can create an account using an email. Creating an email address is extremely simple. It takes you max five minutes to create an email account. And that is in a lot of these platforms, what is needed for you to have a brand new account there. And what has happened is what we see, for example, happening on Twitter that you post anything and you have 50 scammers posting different links and everything in, in, in like subtweets, right? And it, this, is, this is based off that it's so easy to create an account. So imagine a situation in which to create an account, you have to have some type of reputation on the Lightning Network. 
it's going to be very hard for scammers to open up hundreds, thousands, millions of accounts because they would have to spend money, time, and a lot of effort to be able to do this, right? And then another very cool thing is that you can you imagine a situation in which you're able to access certain services based on this reputation. So for example, you can have, or one example that is closer to Amboss is it, once you're logged into Amboss, it means that you have proven that you have ownership over that node. You are able to grab a message, sign it with your private key and provide it to the platform, right? As soon as you're logged in, you're able to sync your Telegram. And when you sync your Telegram, you can join a private group on Telegram. That is, that the only way to enter is by providing that signature on Amboss. What this has uh, caused is that we have a group, uh, I think it's over 100 people right now, in which we haven't had a single instance of somebody scamming. Because for somebody to actually have gotten into that group, they needed to create a node, start opening channels, connecting with others, um, and then get the, the possibility to open the account on Amboss and uh, proceed to join our Telegram group, right? So this is a very specific use case of how this public key can give you access to certain services. Now we can like this, this can be attached to a whole range of different products. For example, um, imagine you want to get a loan, for example, I don't know if this service exists nowadays, but it could be in the future that if you want to get a loan, you have to prove that you have some type of capacity uh, on the lightning network, right? You have a certain amount of channels, uh, you have, you're involved in certain communities or even more community focused services. For example, um, if you want access to a certain event and you can only go to that event if you are in the PlebNet community on Amphos, right? So this is all information that is attached to this public key, which makes it very cool um, to have like this signature method. Of course, there are pros and cons uh, of using the LNURL auth compared to, to just the normal signature. And it has different use cases for each, for, for each one of it, right? So this is a, a, a good way in how we, we take that lightning identity and we move it into an online identity to unblock additional services, um, additional websites, uh, purchase stuff from people um, in, in a higher, giving a higher UX to you and to other users that are using the platform. Right. So, um, yeah, so that is my talk. Uh, I leave here some, some contact details uh, for you guys. And, um, I don't know if we have questions or how, how this works. Could you create badges that people earn and keep them in their wallets? And then the second part is to show their reputation. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> so, you got that. And, and Amboss NFTs. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so there there is um one thing that we really like to to apply in amboss is trying to gamify a bit the experience of using lightning so we have thought about for example creating an achievements uh, dashboard uh, that could be like a good path for a person that has just joined the lightning network to take him like across different steps or different new learnings that he can do to like grow into that big, massive routing node that everybody wants to, to get to, right? So we can have like these different types of achievements, like open your first channel and you get a little badge or um, 
get up to this capacity and you get a little badge. So it's, it's really a lot about a, how we're able to gamify the experience and uh, along the way also help users to like learn different things that they can do to interact with lightning and just enjoy their time much more with having their notes. Yeah. So, uh, this is, this is a really cool idea. I also like the, um, the thing you actually kind of was just saying as well about like, oh, if you wanted to get a loan in the future, um, I mean, obviously, if you want to get a loan with sort of in sort of traditional financial systems at the moment, you obviously have to potentially prove uh, a certain level of income or you have to be able to prove your your credit rating or something like that. And actually, the idea of uh, creating that type of reputation by publicly displaying like uh, maybe the amount of channels you have, the channel capacity, um, the amount of payments you're making, these types of things. And there are kind of two sides I sometimes find to a lot of this this work is like, um, I guess maybe to start with like the more private side of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was even, I think, a project which came out of the Bitcoin Plus Plus hackathon last week that was trying to find ways to, like, obfuscate a lot of this uh, information, right? To, like, actively, like, not make it public or at least to kind of hide it in a crowd is probably a better way of putting it. Um, so I think it's it's really uh, cool to see Amboss also exploring, like, the other side of it as well like what what has your experience uh and like the ambosses team experience been with that has it been like a very mm -hmm. positive reception mm -hmm. um so our our way of thinking of of data at amboss is that we get user provided information right we're not like scraping ips from people and trying to make connections that is not the um, the way we want to go about getting this information and most of the information that we have on Amboss is completely public, that anybody can connect to the Lightning Network and start getting gossip from it and start building their own database. It's all uh, provided through the different nodes, through the gossip layer on Lightning. You can see like open channels, closed channels, uh, fees, the node participants. Um, so it, it really comes down to what users want to provide to us. Um, if we go to the example of, for example, getting a bank loan in some point in the future, some company could offer that, then of course it's up to the user to be able to prove that he can get that loan, right? Um, so it's completely up to him if he wants to give the information or not and um, use the service or not from, from what he's being provided. Uh, I saw somewhere that um, you know that Amboss is a kind of like a like a like a social social network, right? Mm -hmm. um, and um, the verification. And what I'm assuming by that is like you know um, you have these user accounts, and you know you have this oh, <laughs> you have this Lightning um, authentication and stuff like that using these signatures. Or yeah, and then you also have these. Um, like uh, uh, ways to verify that you own something, right? Um, using mm -hmm. the um, thing. So that gets quite interesting, but you know, what do you think about like the portability of the data? We've been um, on the last panel, we were discussing um, also that, you know, like what does it mean for like Web3? And I mentioned that like, um, like data portability 
Um, for me, it's a big mm -hmm. one, and, and the ownership of the data. Now, fair enough, mm -hmm. you, you own the nodes, but like, are you guys doing anything or thinking around like that about like the data portability and like hooking mm -hmm. into other systems like that? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, so a very cool thing about Amboss is that um, even though the front end isn't open source, uh, you can't run it on your own devices, the API is completely open. So every single thing that you are seeing on Amboss.space is available on the API. The, same, the exact same endpoints, if you want to get channels, if you want to get node information, if you want to get even communities, it's all there. So it's really just a matter of you accessing our API and getting the information you need. There is no, there's nothing closed. Whatever you see on Amboss space is available on the API. Have you guys been seeing um, any cool stuff being built on the API yet? Or like, um, I think it was released uh, more recently, right? Uh, so API has been available since Amboss Space started. Uh, oh, okay. The thing is that we have been improving the documentation, which mm. um, you, you can't really have a functioning API for others if you don't have the documentation of how to use it, right? So we've been working slowly on the documentation. Uh, latest thing that we added into the, into the docs are the full user flow for Magma, which is our liquidity marketplace, which has been uh, highly requested by users to be able to automate this like channel buying and closing. This is fully documented. Um, and as an example of something cool that was built, uh, I, I believe it was last week um, at the BTC++ uh, uh, hackathon that uh, a team built around our API a, a way for miners to be able to grab the coins that they just mined, uh, put them as an offer on Magma and start selling that liquidity on Lightning. Now, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, there have been um, different services popping up that use that use our API. There's also some node visualizers that it makes like it, it puts you as like the sun, and then your peers are like little planets. And and this is also all based off of the API. That's really cool. Um, uh, perhaps you could uh, drop some of those links um, for the API, the new API docs, because you're right. You know, if you don't have docs, then <laughs> then you have to like try to figure out what those calls the front end are making. So um, yeah, maybe yeah. you could drop those links in the um, uh, in the Discord community and stuff like that. So um, so mm -hmm. maybe someone maybe someone decides they, they want to build something on Amboss. I think that would be really cool, especially with the data yeah, set that sure. you have as well. Do you um, do you also get like um, like gra like graph data in that API request? Uh, everything. So so if if you get like everything that you see on your node page, if you go and see your node. You're going to see channels. You're going to see even all the previous historically closed channels. You're going to see fee rates. All of this is available on the API, everything. So uh, I think it's very interesting uh, to be able to provide this in a way that you don't have to run your own node, which was a lot of the cases what you had to do before, right? If you wanted to know the channels that there were, the nodes, you would have to start up your node and, and see, connect with some peers and like start doing some queries there. And now it's all available on the API without you having to do um, any Lightning infrastructure setup or, or anything. And I guess what's also interesting is that, you know, if you trust Amboss as a verification kind of like a system, like you, you trust that the, the information is verified, then you can start to do some other things um, on your own platform. Um, man, I'm... Uh, I'm really hoping to see when like more of these little pieces of specs and APIs and stuff like that that we're 
trying to promote on these um on these hackathons when they start like connecting mm-hmm. to one another you know yeah like um, having like a, a lightning login widget on on different websites well well i'm thinking more like um like for example um amboss is um uh yes actually yes lightning login widget that makes a lot of sense i think um uh, ed's been working on some stuff like that as well um no but like uh for example uh you log in with amboss and then um or like you 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 connect your Amboss account to your Bolt Fun account or your Stacker News account, and then it pulls some other information there, and it mm-hmm. helps you build a reputation in that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, like you're stacking these APIs up together and um, providing new functionalities and stuff. Um, I'm I'm really excited till we get to that point. But you know, like the community and um, uh, the folks um, that are coming on these hackathons. It's a, it's a lot to parse through, you know? Um, so I really appreciate um, you going so in-depth into the, um, you know, this, uh, this, this, this concept of verification and authentication um, using mm-hmm. those keys. There is another question out there from um, the Art of Thomas, who's just like on fire today. Um, what's the ha- hardest obstacle for lightning adoption at the moment? Uh, I guess that's more of a gen- general um, question, um, but maybe you can um, put it into context of like, uh, you know, maybe users who uh, people want to use your application, but they don't have a node running. Do you guys know anything mm-hmm. about that? Um, yeah, so that is that is a tricky part with Amboss because to, to be able to sign that message, you do have to have your own node, right? So we're sort of limited to a, our user base that is logging into Amboss is sort of limited to the nodes that are on the network, right? Um, of course, this comes down to like doing like partnerships with different node providers. For example, we talk a lot with Voltage. Um, they're like one-click, uh, set up your node type of infrastructure, which makes it extremely easy. I think they even are the ones that provide a lot of the testing nodes for the different hackathons. So really a lot about, is about interacting with all of these uh, node infrastructure providers and figuring out how to have them be like the, the top of the funnel to get people into Lightning, get them set up with a node so that they can start having the, the full experience with like seeing all of your, your statistics, joining communities, talking with other folks on, on different Telegram groups and, and getting like full experience. I guess we're back at education here, right? So it's like, hey, you want to create mm-hmm. an account? Um, how about uh, uh, setting up a node for us and here's these options and stuff like that. That's, that's another widget. Mm-hmm. That's another cool widget, perhaps. Um, no, yeah, I think there is, it's, it's it, of course, I, I think like at the beginning, there's always going to be a, that it, people are going to find something complicated to do, even, even if it's a nicer experience. For example, I remember when we put up Amboss Space and we created this a, sign a message to be able to log into your account. The amount of a, a questions that we would be getting in our Telegram groups or on Twitter about how, what, like, what is a signature? How does that even work? Where am I signing this from? And we suddenly started seeing that we stopped getting these questions because it, it's so intuitive. Like, put put it here and send back to us whatever was was created by your node. Um, and we even saw a lot of other platforms start adopting this uh, signature method in which, like. I give you a string, sign it for me, and you have your full account set up. We know your pub key. You can start using our services. So there is this initial like um, 
uh, this initial like hard part for users, but as soon as they see like how how easy and intuitive it is, it, it sort of becomes like second nature to just uh, on how to do it. <laughs>